0: Hey, this is Phil Lamar, and this is also Phil Lamar, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk a little bit of history. All week, we've been deep diving into submarines. Uh, I've said deep dive probably, I don't know, about 400 times this week between Facebook posts and and everything. So, hey, week's almost over. Uh, But no, talking about submarines, this week was submarine day on Wednesday instead of St. Patty's Day. You know, either way, you're going to end up under a table. So, it it is what it is. But today, I want to look at... The uh, early history of submarines. A lot of people think submarines are a fairly recent invention, especially we talked about like all the Cold War stuff, World War II stuff. But that's that's just when submarines kind of became livable, not killable. I you know not killing people. So I don't know uh, submarines. So this is the thing. We were playing 20 questions. My kids and I were today. And they asked, you know, is it a boat? Is it a ship? Submarines are actually usually referred to as boats, not ships, no matter what size. Usually how big a nautical naval vessel is determines whether it's a ship or a boat and stuff. But submarines are almost always just called boats. And the definition of submarine is an armed submersible warship but it's kind of developed in one of those things that if it's a submersible craft it's a submarine so and, and it's a boat just just so you know it's an underwater boat even like u-boats undersea boats uh the uss designation is a, is a ship but they're still boats uh, the, the same thing in, like, the Royal Navy. Even though they're Her Majesty's ships, they're called boats. So there's your little, I'm smarter than this other person at this gathering, or Zoom meeting, is that submarines are always called boats. Anyway, the first submarine that it was a thing dates back to 1562 when there was uh, a report that there were two crafts on the River Tagus, which is the longest river um, in the Iberian Peninsula, next to Toledo, which is a city in Spain, not Ohio. And they, they submerged, went under, came back up, and even though they were kind of wet, they still had fire going. Like they basically took candles underwater, and the candles stayed lit. So that's kind of cool. Then in 1578, there was an English mathematician William Bourne who s- sketched out plans for an underwater device. And then a few years later, there's a Scottish guy named John Napier who talked about you know the buoyancy of it and. How it could help military strategies, but uh, he—that that was it. Like it was just a random footnote. The first, like solid, solid proof that we have is a device that was built in 1620 by Cornelius Drebbel, a Dutchman, and it used oars to go on, and it was called a a Drebbel. Then. In the 18th century, so a few hundred years later, or a hundred years later, you had patents start showing up for submarines. In 1747, Nathaniel Simons patented and built the first example of a ballast tank in a submarine. So there were these giant, well, not giant, but big leather bags that would fill up with water and that would submerge the craft and you can push the water out and bring it back up. So it's the first kind of submersible, and you—that was it for over a hundred years. There's nothing. Um, in 1775, there was a thing called Turtle, and using that same technology, and it was the first one used in combat. But it never, never did anything. Like it was used in war, but. Uh, it just didn't happen uh, which is kind of funny because it was in the American Revolution it's called the American turtle but it was supposed to it was a one-man device that was supposed to sneak up on British ships and put explosives on it and it just it never worked never happened but so again nothing nothing really happened then in 1800 so we're going from like 1620, 1747. In 1800, there was a, a French human-powered submarine called the Nautilus. And it, it didn't really do anything either. 1864, though, is a big, big date in submarine history. During the American Civil War, the South, the Confederates, had the H.L. Hunley. Which was the first submarine that actually, like, attacked successfully. And, um, it was designed by uh, a a British engineer who had like the torpedoes and stuff on it. Uh, but it was kind of based on a design by a guy named John Philip Holland and Holland would go on, his designs would be used for a long time. But the Hunley, so H.O. Hunley was Horace Lawson Hunley who kind of, guided it and took these other designs that we talked about and kind of made his own thing. Well, the Hunley, on paper, not even on paper, I can't even say on paper was a success because it sank a boat. It was the first submersible to work as far as sinking a boat. But it killed over a dozen people. And not externally, that's internally. Three different trips, almost everybody on board died. Uh, including its last voyage when it actually had some torpedoes. I mean, the 1800 version of torpedoes. And now they kind of think that the blowback from the torpedo actually caused a hull pressure issue and killed everybody. Some say instantly. Others say they were alive for a couple hours trying to get out. I, I don't know. There's a whole lot of stuff about it. It's actually... Kind of interesting and and sad and fascinating all at the same time. But, yeah, it it sunk. And they finally found it years later on the outside of the... Like, there's this divide, I guess, a coastal divide, whatever you want to call it, where the ship they sunk was. And everybody always thought it was going to be inside, more toward the land side. But it was actually... On the outside on the seaside and they think that's part of that that blowback coming in there but but who knows so the Huntley though was really really important um, then in 1866 you had the submarine Explorer so this was the first submarine that could dive cruise around and come back and it did that successfully um, and then 18 also in 1866 you had the flock which was a German designed Chilean submarine and it it was a on again I say on paper a lot because with submarines there's a lot of hearsay and stuff kind of like airplanes but this was the fifth submarine ever built um, it didn't do too well either and so as time went on you know submarines got better and better and of course in the early 20th century you know, like 1904 1900, there's this big boom, and all of a sudden, everybody, those Holland things we talked about, everybody's making these. The Russians, the Germans, the Americans, the British, everybody. And we all know, I mean, I say we all know, if we watched any of those movies we talked about, we know that U-boats from Germany just destroyed shipping lines and everything during World War One. And then in World War Two. You know, we talked about Cold War and the sneaky spy stuff and everything that submarines were part of. So, it's, for the last, what is that, four, or 500 years, uh, 600 almost, submarines have been part of the culture. You know, we, even the Hunley. In my book, like, the Hunley is where submarines really, really started. Before that, they were all kind of prototypes and not quite submarines. But if you look, that was... Almost 200 years ago, you know, we had working submarines that sunk ships and carried people around and and everything. Nowadays, we have these things called narco submarines, which are like partial submarines that can't really be detected by radar and sonar because they're part above water, part underwater. And that's what they use to smuggle drugs from South America to North America. Um, I I was reading a thing where... Last November, they said that they believe there's about a 1,000 privately owned submarines in the world. And, uh, you know, people can have their jets. Everybody has a jet, but who has a submarine? That's a whole new level of rich, I guess, and and drug lordy. But it's interesting. Like I said, the the fact that submarines have evolved over time and, uh, again, always kind of had that place there an important place in war and tactics and military development. Um that I I think they should get a little more love than they do. You know, I I don't want to go in a submarine like being I'm not claustrophobic, but if I'm underwater and stuck under something, I mean that's like a two for there, so no. I can handle claustrophobic or underwater, but not both. But, you know, I think submarines are an important part of our history that we need to look at a little deeper, no pun intended, and and respect for what they are. Let me know, would you go, would you live in a submarine for months on end? Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd, except Twitch, where we are Night Nerd Podcast. You can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. I believe submarines.